Welcome to another episode of the Truth Lies Shenanigans podcast. I am Neo Nix. In this episode, we're going to be talking about power and privilege. My co-host today, yes. the lovely Gianni Storm and the rock star, Robbie Rod. Yay! <laughs> hey, everybody. All right. Before we get started, I'm just struggling to find good shows to watch nowadays. I mean, there's been a few that I found. But it's been really hard to find a really good show, really good movie kind of to watch. You know, we had the writer's strike. We had the yes. pandemic. And you guys watch any good movies, any TV shows lately? Anything interesting? I've been rerunning it. Oh, reruns. I've been going okay. back. Yeah. Like old school BET reruns. I don't know why. It's just a comfort zone for me. <laughs> so like what? Like um, one on one, um, Fresh Prince. I know that's Jeez. stuff like that. No, Fresh uh, Prince. No, Fresh Prince Martin. is awesome. It's just hard for me to support, you know, your boy. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, Will. Yeah, Will Smith. <laughs> you know, he makes yeah. money every time you watch it. So. Yeah. Good. Royal. Yeah, I like Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about right. you, Rob? Um. I enjoy a lot of comedy and usually TV series. So if you haven't watched it, I strongly recommend checking out um, It's Always Sunny in, in Philadelphia. Mm. And they just oh yeah. season 16. Oh, yeah, it's, I love that. it season is 16? hilarious. It's still yeah. going? Wow. Oh, I yeah. Know. It's still going. And it, it's the they subtext. The it's, the social, it's the social issues that they sparse in that are just brilliant. And in that series, um, one of the characters is played by an actress called Catherine Reitman, R-E-I-T-M-A-N, and she wrote a series called Working Moms. Now, I, I know what's available yes. on... Okay, so... I love that show. out. Oh, my yes. God, it is so funny. Neo, it provides... It's hilarious. Into ...the female mind okay. that is just unparalleled. It is brilliantly, brilliantly written. She wrote seven seasons, yeah. wrote it, and finished it, and it is a... An amazing story. It's, uh, it's, yeah. I didn't know she did that. The, she did a good job. That's one of my favorite shows. I forgot. I watched it already, but it, yeah, love yeah, that show. It, yeah, fantastic. Uh, we binged it uh, in in the last month or so, and just absolutely loved yeah. it. Yeah, worth checking out. Um, I've been watching a few shows. Nothing's really been great to me, but I've been watching a show I mentioned last season, The Traitors. Oh yeah, um, you did say that. Season two just started up really an enthralling show right because basically a bunch of people and these are all celebrities actually uh well you know c-level celebrities (laughs) maybe some of them d-level (laughs) c-level maybe d-level celebrities i don't know (laughs) they assign three people to be traitors now everybody else is a faithful and so you have to root out the traitors and find out who they are. And so every night, the three traitors kill somebody, kill one of the faithful every single night. Now, the faithful okay. have to figure them out by the end, but they'll do this by banishing them. So every night, they also banish one person. And they're hoping oh, wow. it's one of the traitors. 
So from time to time, they banish one of their faithful without realizing it. And so they're like, oh, my God, I got rid of one of our people because <laughs> they thought they That's were traitors. And so it's it's really fun to watch to see how the traitors are backstabbing and lying. And like there's an English version. There's an Australian version. I watched all of those. It's just a really fun concept. So I've been watching The Traders. It's a fun show. The show I, itself. I really like I it. I got to look into it. You didn't describe it before, but now that you described it, it does sound, I would like that storyline. Like yeah. it makes it consistently interesting. So yeah. yeah. Like every we'll episode, like who's going to die next? And, and these are all reality stars. So you know how they do. Oh, crap. Oh, yeah. yeah. This right. is going to be funny. All right, Johnny, you want to talk about power and privilege for today's episode. Yeah, so we're diving into a topic about power, privilege, and predation, such as Jeffrey Epstein, R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein. It's about how the rich and the powerful can sometimes bend the rules to their favor, but it's more than just exposing these dark truths. It's about understanding the bigger picture and thinking about change. So guys, power and privilege, this shields people from justice. Now, is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? Well, you alluded to the Epstein scandal, and I think that that really set the bar as far as social awareness is concerned, because it was quite scandalous, and it got the conversation going in a lot of circles. And what was really spectacular about the way that he was able to do things was because of his vast wealth, the network that he was able to exert influence in. So it it suppressed the allegations for as long as possible. You know, he rubbed elbows with political figures, with industrialists. And if they were flying to his island, he had dirt on them. So that's another form of control and influence to then really influence the network. And then with that network, what came was just a, an attack on anyone that was bringing allegations forward. So there's intimidations, threats, legal pressure, uh, trying to discredit the accusers. And if you have entire PR teams at your beck and call, right? Um, Using private investigators to dig up dirt on people. Well, nobody's squeaky clean. And if you know that you're being watched and you're being threatened and intimidated, that's a culture of fear. And you're going to tell people, don't do this. It's not worth it. Leave it alone. Yeah. I think that in, in this case, it's incredible just how shady everything was and is. And I mean, we're still not at the bottom of it. So, yeah, no, especially when it came to Ghislaine Maxwell, there's still more being revealed. To Robbie's point, and it's hard to disagree, it's been obvious throughout history, you know, wealth enables better legal defenses, like Robbie said. Yeah. Know, can influence outcomes. You have money now to intimidate and get away with intimidation. You can do things behind the scenes, like Donald Trump's fixer, get his name now. But, you know, he can just say, hey, take care of that. And then they're empowered with money and means to bribe somebody, whatever they need to do. But the thing is, there's this thing of idolization, right? Especially for celebrities, you know, because they receive like, this undue sympathy. I remember R. Kelly, for example. And R. Kelly, you know, we heard the Leah thing. We heard all these other things. Yeah. I kind of ignored it. You know, we heard that he was messing around with little girls, but I kind of ignored it because I loved his music, you know? And then, of course, he has those PR firms that Robbie was mentioning to kind of like 
wipe it under the rug and he had enablers to right. kind of find these kids and bring them to him. So he was enabled. He had that money, he had that power and privilege. But in addition to that, we were all still listening to his music. He was actually, he had a court case. Literally. He, he was prosecuted for it. And we ignored all yeah. of that. All of the evidence that was in there, we ignored it. And we kept listening to his music. And I'm one of those people. I enjoyed his music until that documentary came out. Oh, yeah. The documentary, Surviving R. Kelly. Survi- yep. When that documentary came out, I'm like, oh, my God, I am just an idiot. Why didn't I listen? You know, I hate this dude. I'm never listening to his music again. And I haven't. Sometimes it takes that to kind of recognize because, again, they receive all this sympathy. Donald Trump can be like, you know, I didn't do it <laughs> or I'm the, I'm, a, I'm, I'm the yeah. best at it. And they're, they're treating me so poorly. Why would they talk bad about me like that? And, because they Huge. idolize these people. My God. Very much. And it, so it's true. They look past everything. I think that media does play a huge role, though. It can basically dismantle the whole power and privilege thing, or it can mm-hmm. uplift it. It can be, it, it's a double edged sword because, like you said, Neo, mm-hmm. you didn't really start feeling bad until you saw that, that movie, Surviving R. Kelly. And that same media, they were uplifting R. Kelly and everybody, oh, we love his old school. I believe I can fly. So it's like media can play a really bad role. And I think that to you guys' point, wealth and power will always give people an advantage in humanity. But I think that what we're seeing now, correct me if I'm wrong, besides the Me Too movement is like the people coming together, like in the media or just influencing a number of people will absolutely change things. It hasn't solved the problem, no, because I think this is just a human issue. Like we take advantage of something because we have the opportunity. That's since the beginning of time. I don't think that will stop. You talked about media, but now we have social media, which is a real time voice. So now we can get that voice out to everyone. So if someone was sexually assaulted or sexually assaulted multiple times, or they had history of it, they have a platform now where they can share it with the world and get instead, you know, where instead of the idolization, that sympathy that R. Kelly had, now we can share that to the public and kind of diminish, chip away at it, that idolism. We can start to like- If you're talking about high profile cases, if anyone were to out themselves on social media, there's going to be a victim blaming campaign against this person because of the sympathy that they, that the celebrities garner, the influence that they have. That's true. So outing yourself can be a very dangerous thing. And people recognize that. I agree that, you know, social media is better at exposing things, but to expose yourself directly is, is a very compromising thing to do. Exposing somebody else's story, people are much more courageous to do that. Especially when you're not That's believed. True. So when yeah. you state something, when you say, hey, this happened to me and people don't believe you, that's a problem because it can be alienating. Mm-hmm. If I say, you know, I was it, sexually assaulted by a priest, for example, they're, again, idolized. You know, you say something, they're like, how could that possibly happen? He's a priest. He couldn't possibly have sexually abused yeah. you. You're a kid. You're not believed. And so it's. And then they'll actively work at turning your community against you. So your support is now your attacker. Right. Your yeah, your family, your friends, exactly. They they have that level of influence, especially someone like a pastor, have the level of influence to push them yes. away. I'm curious, so mm-hmm. when we're talking like power and wealth, can justice ever actually be achieved? 
I mean, or is this, is this system kind of flawed? One of the challenges that the legal system experiences when it comes to people with wealth and power and privileges is that, you know, to coin the expression, you know, don't, you don't shit where you eat. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to travel abroad to do yep. their, so their X, wild Y, and Z. Exactly. They're going to go where their money and influence can really buy them anonymity and privacy and discretion. Mm. So the, if it comes out, the jurisdictional challenges that come about from that are staggering. Not to mention you get lack of information sharing between law agencies. You get competing agendas between local governments. If people are being bought off, if they've yeah. got a facility and people are making money, they can turn a blind eye. If there's no opportunity and this is their opportunity, they will turn a blind eye. They will turn a blind eye. Oh, absolutely. Thailand is really a big place for sexual predators. Third world. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of other countries over in Asia that are just India, et cetera, where predation is like rampant. I remember the Jared Fogle story, the subway guy. And I was watching one of the documentaries on that and that's what he was doing. He would go to other countries and it was real easy for him to get boys, girls, whatever he wanted. Yeah. And he would just sexually assault kids. And these were young kids. And so, Mm. and he would just go there and he preferred to do it at home, obviously, but it was just easier for him to do it overseas. Yeah. That's actually disturbing. Because when you said that it brought me to celebrities like T.I. and Tiny, I know that this is so random, but it brought me to those kind of like celebrities. <laughs> it brought me to those celebrities because they said that they would travel overseas to certain countries and perform like threesomes with oh. like third world women, basically. And um, and it just brought me to the mindset like, okay, so this is not just Holly weird. This is a power thing. Like this yeah. is somebody with some kind of a status or some kind of a status, a class. If you yeah, will. the sex and trade, I mean, when advantage. we're talking money, when you're talking money, the sex trade obviously gets a lot of it, right? And so, yeah. you know, there are laws here to protect people as much as possible, but the laws over there, although laws may exist, they're not enforced as well, right? So you go to Thailand, you yeah. go to other places, you know, kids get lost in the cracks. And so they grow up in the sex trade industry, and then that becomes what they do just to survive. It's- and power gives you yep. money, a lot of it, and you're going to continue to do it. Yeah. It's very lucrative. If you offer a law enforcement agent a considerable sum of money, or if you threaten their family, mm-hmm. you can get someone to turn a blind eye. You can absolutely yeah. exert your power and influence on the authorities. This is where you're usually at 10 o'clock in your rounds, not on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Understood. Mm-hmm. Understood. Because here's a picture of your family, and here's a picture of the last officer's family that didn't play along. So mm. play along. Yeah, okay. that's true, saying, Rob. And it happens here too. There's laws and there's other protections that exist, and we are better at enforcing it here in the U.S. But it happens all the time. Slavery still mm-hmm. exists. I was um yeah talking to city council people not too long ago, and I, there's a neighborhood. Called uh, Langley Park near here, where mm-hmm. there's a serious problem with the sex trade and children and, and things like that, and and slavery going on in D.C. in the D.C. area, yeah, but outside okay. of D.C. There's okay, a, it's a Hispanic neighborhood, Latino neighborhood, um, oh, yeah. that where apparently it's a huge issue that they are trying to mm-hmm. resolve. It's a nearby neighborhood, 
surrounding. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's happening in your neighborhood, I'm sure. Um, so it, I'm oh, sure in it's Atlanta? happening in Atlanta area. I'm sure it's happening. <laughs> I know in it's Canada popping somewhere. off in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere in Canada it's happening. My city. Maybe not near Rob. A, <laughs> are you shitting? No. Uh, my city really? is a hub through Northern Ontario. There's a lot of commercial freight that moves through here. There's a lot of money that moves through here. Unfortunately, oh, there are sure, people yeah. that move through here that get trafficked because so much passes through my region. And then they have access to some Great Lake waterways just an hour and change from here. So once you get on oh, the Great Lakes, then it's gone. You're good. So yeah. Interesting. So, it, so it's like it where you're scary. at is under the radar. Yeah. Like you it's can very get, real. go through. So mm-hmm. one last question. Should we think mm-hmm. that society is just complacent with this? Are we ever going to work to resolve it? Is there any way we can resolve it? I think it's bigger than what we can do. I'm going to be honest. Sex will always sell. So uh, power and privilege and sex go hand in hand somehow. They do because you're taking advantage of some person, whether it's sexually or whatever the case is. So I am usually somebody that's very optimistic about change and things changing. That's something I don't think will change. I think people, the societies, the individuals have to change and then we will start seeing change. So it's it's more of like an ethical, personal, moral, spiritual even change rather than laws and Me Too movements. That's child's play in the bigger scheme. I think we need a stronger role from investigative journalists. There needs to be a better way to fund these people because they work independently from uh, the big media outlets who are owned by the rich and influential, the powerful, who have friends who are influential, powerful, and rich. So if there are tracks to support these investigative journalists and to incentivize people the more stories we tell, the more public outcry and outrage is generated from it. But I really, I echo your point, Johnny, that unfortunately sex does sell. And when people have power and influence, they lose sight of what the bar is. Because when nothing is unattainable to you, guess what? A lot of people will push that line continuously to just get that bigger rush where it's like, okay, well, there are no limits to what I can do. Okay. Until you get caught. If you a lawless caught. man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not personally, I'm not confident that we'll ever be able to solve that problem. That problem has been around since probably the beginning of time, people in power right. taking advantage of others. And so I don't know that it'll ever go away. I think, like I said, social media and other ways of coming together as a group, like the Me Too movement and things like that, we can work to protect others, right? I think that's Mm -hmm. what these movements do is, you know, it's like a fist versus, you know, fingers, right? So you you can come together to help each other, to support each other, to protect each other, to protect protect. children, to protect people, the sex workers, and we can all help each other. Um, But I think just societally, you know, since civilization is the way it is, they'll always take advantage. There's been kings and queens and oh yeah, dukes and Prince Andrew even currently <laughs> taking advantage oh of people. God. You know, um, it's just he was on the list. I didn't oh, know that Prince yeah. Andrew was on the list. Well, even if he wasn't on the list, he was, uh, you know, certainly in the news about it. So, <laughs> oh. 
But yeah, so I think it's always going to be there. It's always going to be a problem as long as we have power and privilege. But like I say, all we can do is work together and and try to help each other. Yeah, Yeah. that's the only thing we can do. All right, guys. So to close, power and privilege shields powerful people from justice. Now, is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? Mm, That is absolute truth. Truth. That's some hard truth, unfortunately. Hard truth. Without a doubt, truth. Um, yeah, truth, just, truth, truth. Yeah, it's it's a shame. Like I say, all we can do is protect each other. So come together. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and hopefully, we yeah. can get some people in power and privilege on our side as well, which would help because we are we are mm-hmm. getting more women in a place of power and privilege, which is good uh, because mm-hmm. again, historically, women have been victimized. So mm-hmm. the more they're placed in a place of power and privilege, the more they can help protect. But again. Power and privilege. Power corrupt. And power corrupt. Yeah, corrupt. Power. There you go. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised if over time <laughs> we start to see more corrupt female Women. people in power and privilege. Um, Hillary. So because especially if they are still damaged, because if they haven't healed properly, mm-hmm. hurt people hurt, hurt other people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, that is all the time we have for this episode. Don't leave without hitting that subscribe or follow button. Only way we keep this going is with your support. Plus, you get that alert for next week's episode. And leave us some comments. Tell us how you like this episode. Tell us what you didn't like. If you're mad at Gianni, mad at Rob B, let them know. Let me know. Leave a comment. Podsnetwork.com. Look forward to hearing from you. As always, I'm going to thank co-hosts Robbie, Yanni Storm, and of course, I've always got to thank you for listening to our shenanigans each and every week. We'll see you next time.